get out here? How did you get into acting? How did I get into acting? Well, I yeah, originally, yeah. I wanted to be an economist. So that was my career path. I wanted to go into developmental economics, but I'd also danced my whole life. So I randomly ran into a family friend who was directing a community theater show and needed a dancer. And I said, well, sure, I'll come, you know, do something fun for the summer and see how it goes and try something new. And we all have those kind of rare moments of clarity that happen in life. And Mm -hmm. I had that happen. I walked on stage on opening night and it hit me like a brick wall that, oh, wait a minute. I was put on this earth to tell stories and to be a part of this sort of creative experience and to create characters and do all of this. And then I, you know, was working in theater in Kansas City for a while, ended up booking a Broadway show in New York, lived there for a little while, then booked a job in LA, came out here for two months, and nine years later, I'm still living here. (laughs) Wow. Wow, that's very impressive. How old were you with the community theater thing? What age was that? I think I was about 12 at that point. So early-ish on, but I still basically had a chance to have a childhood because I, you know, was still living in Missouri until I was about 14. Did you so, have family? In like the in, in that one that liked the arts and did theater or anything like that? My whole family's in science and medicine, so nobody career-wise is in the arts. There's a lot of people who, you know, my, my grandma does watercolor, and my grandfather's played guitar his whole life, and my, you know, my great-aunt's in her church yeah. choir. But, you know, my grandma's a ER nurse, my grandfather's a dentist, and my great-aunt's an x-ray crystallographer. So it's not necessarily what they sure. do for a living, but there's been an appreciation for the arts. I have no family. idea what that is, an x-ray yeah. crystallographer. You know the, the electron microscopes that are like two stories tall? Uh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Little tiny pictures of atoms on a molecular level and all the studies that go with that. That's what my great aunt does. So for uh, for for people that don't know Kat, uh, she graduated high school at 14 and she graduated college at 17. So she is very bright and, and, and brilliant. Um, and I think... I, it's very impressive. I mean, what was that like? You graduated college at 17 years old. Most people go to college when they're 18, you know? Yeah, well, I, I sort of, uh, that was completely by accident, to be honest. I loved school and I had an amazing preschool teacher who saw this sort of veracity for knowledge and this love of learning, and she was able to foster that. So I, I then um, ended up, I got kicked out of school in first grade because it was, she had taught me so much and I ended up in a place where the public school could couldn't accommodate me academically so I would go for recess and lunch and art and music and before and after school activities and field trips and then I did all my academics at home through a, a it was then a correspondence program this was before online school uh, that a lot of like ambassadors kids used and things and so I was allowed to go at my own pace academic and that's how I ended up graduating high school at 14 and then I didn't want to stop learning at 14 so I ended up going to university because you've done so much at a young age and uh you were just the lead of this massive show two massive shows um what was that like I mean Shadowhunters Arrow these are two shows that have massive fan bases and you built massive fan bases with and uh very loyal You know, and I feel like you're one of those people, Hart and I both talked about this, where you give back to your fans just as much as they give you and you appreciate that. So what's that experience sort of been like? But but also, too, 
start us with the how how'd you what was the audition process like how'd you get it before you know let's let's start with that well for shadow hunters the audition process was quite long i mean and yeah. and to yeah. be fair that uh, it makes sense given that you know the book series has such a following and that that story in and of itself is so character based you know, the world is so rich, but it's rich because of the characters and you need the right people in order to really bring that story to life. Mm-hmm. And I, I give, you know, Freeform massive credit because I really do think that, you know, I can't talk about myself, but the, having read the books, I think it was perfectly cast among, uh, you know, the the people that I got to spend that amount of time with. But, you know, it, it I auditioned and then about six months later, I got called back in and had multiple tests and multiple work sessions and multiple, you know, rounds of producers and everything else that sort of culminated in a bunch of chemistry tests. And that was the most fun part for me, mostly because Dom Sherwood, who'd just been cast as Jace, he and I had been friends for years. And so that was immediately uh, a relief to know, okay, there's somebody I know, somebody who the ice is broken with and I can just go in and yeah. And uh, funny thing is, is when I read this script initially, I instantly thought of Dom for that role. And I was like, oh my God, he'd be so perfect for Jace. And then he was cast and I went, all right, that's it. I have to, I have to part now because when I, <laughs> I there, there had been no part like Clary that I had ever I'd never read a script and known instantly what I wanted to do with a character so much. It just, it all clicked in my mind as soon as I read it. And I went, this one I'm going to fight for because I I know I'm meant to do this. And uh, did a bunch of chemistry tests and ultimately ended up very shortly thereafter in Toronto, trying to find an apartment, trying to figure out and and realize that this fan base is huge. And in the, the book, the the family that surrounds Shadowhunters among the fans is so fierce and so loyal, but also so, which is what I respect most about them because they're able to discuss things and able to have opinions, but still respect each other through them. And uh, I, I saw that for the first time when my casting announcement went out. So I found out, they, I found out that they were announcing Clary on Twitter before I even knew anything, before I even knew I was cast. They had tweeted out from the show account and they had said, you guys, hashtag who is Clary, we're announcing in two hours. And I immediately went, well, okay, it must not be me because I haven't heard anything yet. (laughs) And I knew it was between me and one other actress. And then I get a phone call about 10 minutes later saying, all right, they haven't told anyone anything yet, so sit tight. Okay, so then I went to the gym because I needed to put my somewhere and uh who is clary is trending on twitter and there's all this speculation going out and there's tweets running wild and then 10 minutes before that time limit was up they called and they said congratulations you'll be playing clary and shadow hunters and mortal instruments by the way we need you to come over to the freeform office right now to do some videos and stuff and <laughs> great i'll be right there um <laughs> I live close by so I put myself together very quickly and then it hit me I realized within that very short time frame all of these people who've been putting all these messages out there and their hopes and dreams for this part were about to find out that it was me yeah and I didn't even know what to think I was just hoping that they that 
they would think that I was an okay choice. That they would approve of me um, to play sure, this character sure. that is so. Because I I read YA growing up. I love YA, and I, I I understand the attachment to those characters and what those characters can mean to someone who is that age and who's reading this material. And uh, I give so much credit to the fandom because they instantly welcomed me in with open arms. They've been so open throughout this entire process, and. I have so much love for the Shadow Fam, and I always will, because they have created, beyond us, beyond our characters, beyond the show, they've created a community among themselves that they support each other. I've seen fan artists that now have careers doing art for, for all different projects because the fandom has made them go viral and blasted their work out there. And so many people have made friendships and have gone through life changes come out to their families and dealt with relationship issues and done so many things because they've been supported by this community. And, and to, to a lot of those people, it, it comes across as an overnight success, but, but break that down a bit. Cause it's not, it's something you're out here doing a lot of work. So what was that like for you? Yeah. Well, at that point I'd been in LA for about six or seven years. And that's six or seven years of pilots and TV shows and guest stars and indie films and just trying to work as steadily as I could. You know, even, for example, the job that brought me out to LA was the first time that Disney Channel wanted to do High School Musical. So they did it as a pilot way back, like nine years ago now. Um, And you're just now seeing it as a series on Disney Plus. But we shot the pilot And it was a completely different version of the show than is out now. But we did the entire pilot. It was an hour-long thing. We were on hold for an entire year. And that was a a show that they had been talking about lunchboxes and action figures. I mean, two full weeks of two-hour fittings every single day to try and figure out what my character's look would be because they were so wanting to meticulously get it right because of, you know, anything that could be in the future, which they did. And it was all worth it because the pilot looked amazing and it came together so wonderfully. Ultimately, for some reason, who knows, it didn't work out in me. But it just goes to show that it takes a lot of hard work and a lot of a very thick skin because you do hear a lot more no's than you do yeses. Has there been something that, you, you don't have to name it, but has there been something that you really wanted or really put a lot in and, and didn't get it? And if, if that has happened, what's your advice with that for yeah. people that may go through the same thing? Well, I was very lucky early on in my career that I had a mentor of mine put everything in perspective. And they told me, look, an actor's job is to audition. And you go into that room and for 10 minutes, that's your performance. That is your art. That is what you do. You create that character. You perform for those couple of people. And if you're lucky enough to actually get a job, that's something special. That's something else. But you go in, you lay everything you have in and then you forget about it and you move on. And if it's yours, it'll come back to you. And if it's not, it wasn't meant to be. There's something else out there for you. So most of the time, that's my perspective when I'm going into these auditions, which is, I think, why I love auditioning so much because it's play. But occasionally, there will be those jobs that you get so attached to and that means so much to you. And you just, in every fiber of your being, want. And sometimes they work out. Sometimes they don't. There was a film that was based on one of my favorite childhood books that was the book that I carried with me for years as a kid. And I'd done the play in Kansas City. And it was one of these things that I 
had to do. And the the book, you know, the character description in the book was exactly me. You know, it was a lithe, red-headed knuckles and green eyes and all this stuff. I'm like, this is me. This is my this is my chance. And I went through all of the rounds. I mean, I, I was even on my way to do a final callback for a Broadway show. And I was on my layover in Texas and got called back to do a director's session. So I went back. And then the next day when I was really supposed to go to this uh, Broadway show final callback, it was like the last do or die. You can either choose to do the final callback for the Broadway show, or you can choose to do the final chemistry session for this film. I chose the because I went, this is this project has meant so much to me. This story and this character have meant so much to me for so many years. I have to do it. And it didn't work, go in my favor. It's tough. Do you have do you have resentment towards the project after? Or do you Absolutely. do you it's good. You let yeah. it go. Yeah, you gotta let it go because it, it doesn't do you any good. Sure. Um, and also so many of the choices are so subjective. You know, it, it comes down to whether or not they want to cast with the book or against the book. In this case, they went completely against type for the book and cast someone who was completely different. You know, and it, it comes down to maybe eye color or height or hair color or just a, a feeling the producer had when they woke up that morning. It has nothing to do with you, your talent, or or whether or not you should be doing this. For, it's purely subjective. Sure. Which is why you go in and have that play time and you just do everything you want to do and then they decide if they want you or not. Exactly. Do you have a do you have a audition horror story? <laughs> audition horror story. Um, let me think. It's it's not really a horror story. I'd say the worst thing or the worst audition experiences I had. I Oh, I have an embarrassing story I can tell you after this. Um, I, was, I had prepped this audition. It was for this role that I was so excited for because it was really challenging and difficult. And I was like, all right, I'm ready for this. It's one of those where they give you the scene where you're screaming and crying and really mm-hmm. have to go from zero to 60 emotionally. I, I was so ready. I, I had I was going to do with it. And then all of a sudden, I'm pulling into the parking lot for the audition. And I get a phone call. They're like, hey, you haven't started. You're not on your way to that audition, are you? And I went, I'm in the parking lot. Why? And they go, yeah, they just offered it to somebody. So don't even bother. Don't even go in. It's like, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm four foot. I'm, I'm there. <laughs> oh, well, yes. they missed out. <laughs> I agree. They cast killed it and did an amazing job. So I understand why they just offered Um, But I think that one of the most embarrassing things that happened to me was actually in an audition for Shadowhunter. Um, it was the the one of the final producer sessions. I, and at the end of the scene, I had to storm out of the room. Now, obviously, you don't storm out of the room, but I had to, you know, storm out of the way, emphatically. And I was so into the scene and so focused and so ready to in it that I turned around and two steps and walked right into the wall. <laughs> in front of everybody. And then you got it. Yeah, yeah, I did. But uh I was really- it's those kind of stories you look back on and you're like, I'm so glad I went through that and those things happened to me because it just makes it all all the better. Oh for sure. I mean, you know, they they knew who I was right up front. You know, I was really putting my authentic clumsy self out there, just laying it all on the table. 
you are the female green arrow I, that's a that's a big uh mantle to take on from the green arrow himself no steven's amazing and and honestly coming off of a show like shadow hunters it was such a family on that set and i was so worried that i wasn't going to have another experience like that maybe and you know obviously arrow had been established for so long i felt like the new kid coming into the senior year of high school I had no idea. It was such an established family, and they welcomed me with open arms. You know, Stephen in particular. I uh, the, my first day on set, I was there for some meetings, and he was in the middle of a big fight scene on the episode, and just covered in blood and exhausted, had been fighting all day, all. And as soon as he saw me, he jumped out of his chair, ran over, gave me a huge hug, and goes, "I'm your dad." And then you know, <laughs> just immediately welcomed me into the show, and that was the best way to sort of start off, to immediately be a part of the family and dive right in. You see it on TV, and they're awesome. But what's it like in real life? Like, are there funny moments? Are there frustrating moments? Like, what's that process? Oh, for sure, it's hysterical. It always makes me laugh because. Everybody gets on set and takes off the warming jackets and then they're all, you know, everybody's posed and all badass and running around and being superheroes and and then they call cut and we go sit over in the chairs and by hour 17 everybody's, you know, lounging, sipping on coffee or just, you know, trying to stay awake or asleep or something and it's it's the funniest dichotomy to see. But the more people of that family that are on set, it just becomes a party, you know, because everybody's there, everybody's having a good time and giving each other trouble. And it's, it's such a great community to be a part of. You just can't help but have a good time. Is there any crazy memory you have or, you know, something of that nature? Yeah, there were no pranks that happened really. I think, I mean, as far as, as far as, uh arrow goes i think the the silliest thing to happen was um, it's, it's silly in the sense that it was just an odd situation my first day in my super suit i was so excited because you know they make this suit for you to fit your body and design it to be you know part of that world and then we were on set and it was my first day also with everybody all the supermen and flash and green arrow batwoman supergirl katie everybody was there and it was also the day that we were shooting Steven's death. <laughs> so I got on set and I'm all excited and literally bouncing out of shoes because <laughs> there's so much energy going around. And then I get to set and I go, oh, wait, I have to ball my eyes out right now because I'm seeing my father's corpse on his all right, let's harness this energy and put it in a different way. But uh, I think we had more pranks happen on the set of Shadowhunters than on, uh, on Arrow. You you are a uh, a TV superhero and a real life superhero. A beacon of light. Of, truly, truly. Back at you guys. And so, well, we're we so happy you came you. on. Thank you guys Thank for you having so much. fun. Of course, we'll do it again. Would love to talk to you guys All right, soon. All right, All right. All right. sounds good. Thanks, guys. Bye.